Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. In the virtual studio today, we have Justin. Yo. Al. What's going on? Myself, Anthony, and boys, we are here. We're just a couple days away from the NBA draft. Washington just announced on Twitter that tomorrow afternoon, Monday at noon, trade transactions can commence. How excited are you guys for this week? I'm sure that you guys have already read a bunch of rumors that we're going to discuss in a few moments, but the time is here, man. This team can look a lot different in the next couple of days. I am so freaking excited, man. It's my it's my time of the year. This is my free. This is my Christmas. Um, wife's on alert, but my wife knows. After work, I'll be on Twitter all night. She knows it. Uh, I'm ready, man. I'm ready for just the rumors and, and to see what happens. It's a big week. I kind of like it this year, how everything's happening in a condensed fashion. We have basically one week to figure out everything from free agency to draft to trades and then right to games uh, starting December 11th. So uh, I'm excited, man. Yeah, I think um, I agree with you 100%. It's it's exciting. It feels like um, it won't be as drawn out as it usually is, which I think is cool. It keeps fans engaged. Um, and I don't know. I feel like because the teams, you know, a lot of the teams recently played, I think there'll be a lot of movement because I think th- teams will panic a little bit um, just based on, you know, what their shortcoming was in the bubble. I think it's fun. I like the fact that it's all happening in the same week Um, just because uh, a lot of times when it's spread out, um, it kind of feels like everything takes a lot longer to happen. Mm -hmm. So literally you have the transactions that can start tomorrow. NBA draft is on Wednesday. If you need to do a transaction for the draft, it's happening so, so fast. Um, And the way that NBA offseason works is just really nonstop. Like I I remember back in the day that um, when, when they had it instead of it being at 12 at noon it was like 12 o'clock at at midnight Mm. and i would literally stay up until two three o'clock in the morning for just to make sure i didn't miss anything knowing i had to work the next day so um it's a it's exciting and um obviously for magic rumors or magic speculations uh there's been a lot of talk around russell westbrook and and the magic uh yesterday i i posted a little controversial tweet where um i i thought that could Russell Westbrook be the Jimmy Butler for the Magic? Is Russell Westbrook a player that you want to trade for? Does he make sense for you? I don't know, man. I think we talked about it briefly last week, and I haven't changed my mind on it. I've been thinking about it more and more. We do need a superstar in Orlando. We know that. We haven't had one since Dwight really left our team. So we do need someone with that star power, right? But I just have a hard time thinking that a 32-year-old player making almost 35 $40 million a year is that guy. Another thing for me, too, is Westbrook had two major knee injuries, and his game is all about athleticism. He's not a great shooter. You know, he's not a guy that can transition to being a, a spot-up shooter late in his career. It's right now. Like, what he has is right now. It's athleticism. It's jumping over people. Can he do that for three, or t- three more years? I don't know. And, again, then you're stuck paying that salary to him. I think that will be a, a step back, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean... I disagree. Last week I, I spoke about, you know, um, why I think Russell Westbrook would be a good fit for this team. Um, and I still stand by that. I don't know if his um, offensive arsenal is, is you know, um, 
something that the Magic can consistently rely on because, again, he's not the best shooter, you know, in the world. Um, But I think he'll impact this team from a different standpoint, uh, which is attitude, uh, drive, and just, I don't know, a desire to win. I think even though you can talk about, you know, Westbrook's offensive game, he can't shoot and all of this. His desire to win games and his drive to win games, I don't I don't even, I don't think you can argue that. You know what I mean? I think he's super athletic, even, you know, with two knee injuries, like you said. Um, but I think most of all, he'll change the character of this team, which is something I believe, uh, you know, this team has to has to undergo change for in order to succeed. So I think um, a trade for Russell Westbrook in this specific circumstance would be good, especially if we could get rid of. You know, some of the guys that have been here for a while that um, haven't helped this team win. Listen, I, I get everyone's concern about Russell Westbrook. I'm right in the middle. I, I think that when I first initially heard it, I'm like, nah, that it, it wouldn't work out, right? But I, throughout the day of me kind of just playing devil, devil's advocate, I've I've kind of convinced myself into it. I get the concern that he's 32 years old. I get the concern that he really can't shoot the ball that well. But the number one issue with the Magic have been, in my opinion, two major things. One, scoring. We can't score the ball. And the second is shooting. So I I get that. But you're talking about a player that literally averaged 27 points a game playing next to a player like James Harden. Before that, he was averaging triple-doubles for, what, two, three seasons? And he's also MVP of the league. We're not talking about used to be former MVP of the league like Derrick Rose. We're talking about a player that's still a lethal offensive player. Who was our last lethal offensive player on the Magic? About that. (laughs) Who? Uh, You can kind of debate maybe Dwight Howard that he's a player that you can say, hey, go give me 25 and he'll give it to you. Before that mm-hmm. was Tracy McGrady. Like, who is it. that offensive threat? We don't have, we haven't had that player in so long. And just thinking about adding him to the roster would make a would make the team way more one appealing, fun to watch, and competitive. Now his contract is an issue, um, but in terms of skill set, I mean, who else are we going to get? Because free agents aren't coming to Orlando. So what what scares me is that next year he makes forty seven million dollars. Um, which is ridiculous, but Westbrook was, you know, MVP in a Western Conference team, right? He dragged OKC to the playoffs, right? And I don't know. I I tend to feel like if he does come to Orlando, he'd be top three players in the East, in my opinion, right? Um, And because of that, I think Orlando would succeed. You can't tell me that the Magic are going to be better off without Russell Westbrook than with him. I think Westbrook would help us go deeper in the playoffs, especially in the Eastern Conference. He has unmatched athleticism in the Eastern Conference. Um, and because of that, I think it's a good move. So I'm going to ask you guys this real quick. So number one, who would you trade for him? Like, who's a guy that you're like, all right, I'm okay giving him up to Aaron get Gordon. Westbrook. And Aaron number Gordon. two, like Justin mentioned, so his salary next year is $44 million. 22-23 is $47 million. Last year, his contract. So pretty much it's on the contract for three more years, which is not horrible. He'll be a free agent by age 35. So you're not stuck with him for the next six years. The only bad thing is, again, those are huge numbers. Mm-hmm. So who would you trade? Are you okay with those salary figures? And number three, then what do you do with Markel Fultz? Because all we're basically hyped up as a fan base right now about is J.I. and Fultz. 
How do you use him with Westbrook? I actually think it's interesting that you say that. I think that I would I would look at um, maybe like an AG Fournier package to Houston. Um, and I actually think having Westbrook in Orlando would help Markel, right? Because I, I feel like they're built kind of similarly in a way. Um, and we've already seen Markel have a tendency for that explosive offensive style that Westbrook kind of mastered. Uh, so I think Westbrook would actually help Markel's development. And I'd be interested in seeing when, you know, what the team looks like when Vooch doesn't have to be the the primary scoring option, right? Uh, because Russ is going to be in charge of giving you <clears throat> 25, 30 points a game, right? And then you have Vooch to supplement with another 20 plus. So I think I think it'll be interesting to see. Um, and I, again, I think Westbrook would help this, this team from a developmental standpoint as well as uh, from an offensive production standpoint. Yeah, I think the concern um, that I've been hearing a lot is, okay, you trade these players for Russell Westbrook, then who do you have to surround Russell Westbrook? But I honestly believe that we really won't have to give too much. I, I think that we just need to make sure that the contracts match, mm-hmm. obviously. But I think that there is such an issue and such a drama with Houston and Russell Westbrook that it would be way more beneficial for them just to wash your hands. You're talking about Daryl Morey's no longer with the Rockets. So now a brand new um, brand new front office is coming in, right? And they, they've inherited this mess of James Harden and Russell Westbrook. There is so much going on in the Rockets roster and team that it doesn't just stem just from Russell Westbrook. It's an issue all the way around, right? So now they have to worry about having this player that it's over $40 million a year for this guy that they just want to be able to clear out. And I think that including a player like Evan Fournier is beneficial because he's an expiring contract and he's taken up almost half of what it will take to be able to trade for Russell Westbrook. So yeah. an Evan Fournier and AG would work. I don't know if I would necessarily do that trade, but it would work. But really, Evan Fournier and just any player that makes, what, seven, eight million a year would get you close to that 40. So it can be Aminu, it can be Nikola Vucevic, which I definitely wouldn't do. But there's so many different... I'm glad I'm not the one making that decision. But if the Magic wanted to get something done, they definitely have the capabilities of doing so. It's just the... You know, the way that Russell Westbrook plays by the time that he is a free agent, 35 years old, it's, it's kind of up there. And one thing I just realized is that last year of his contract is actually a player option. So technically, I mean, I think he will pick it up no matter what. But technically, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. he's actually For, two years you're not, on the contract. You're not walking away from $47 million. Exactly. But, I mean, he is two years on the contract. That third one becomes pretty much a year that he could opt out, and then you only have him for two years and resign him at that point for maybe a three-year deal lower salary but i don't know the more we talk about it like like anthony said the more i kind of think about it it's like hey it, this could work at least for the next two years imagine having you know westbrook the way he plays with ji with a false attack in the rim too it, it could work it's just it's a tough pill to swallow when you realize we've been trying to be conservative with our contracts we've been trying to be smart with the young guys we draft it hasn't worked out none of that has worked out if you ask me so it could be the time to pull the plug and say, you know what, let's kind of rethink the way we're going to win games. Um, so if you have Westbrook, J.I., Falls, and now you add to that, you know, Vooch playing at a high level too, it could be a fun, to, a fun team to watch. The successful franchises in the league, like you could look at Golden State, for example, um, Sam Presti and OKC, they don't make moves for today. Right. Even though the moves look like they're for today, you realize later on that they're for 
two, three, four, five years down the line, right? Which is why OKC has literally every NBA team's picks for the next decade. But I think that um, Orlando needs to treat this Westbrook move as one of those moves because with Westbrook coming here, right, I think it changes the trajectory of the franchise. I think it makes it a place that more players would find interesting and would want to come play in, especially if we're competing and successful in the Eastern Conference. Um, so because of that, I feel like, you know, it is costly. You are moving a young piece in, in AG. Um, but I feel like, you know, what what is the benefit of keeping AG under contract for two more years? Is he going to be a star player? Is he going to lead the Magic to the playoffs and be successful in the playoffs? I don't think so. I think Westbrook helps us, you know, reach a higher level of success right now, makes us competitive, teaches the young guys to play in games that actually matter, right? And all of those things are beneficial to the franchise's trajectory. And I it, listen, it, there you have the fan you have certain fan bases that are okay with trading uh, Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon to uh, the Golden State Warriors to take on Wiggins' contract. I get that he's young in age and he's 25 years old and fits with the team a lot better. But the uh, comparing the motor between Wiggins and someone like Russell Westbrook, they're oh, yeah. night and day. Mm-hmm. Listen, Russell Westbrook, he has the type of persona of players that we need. We have way too many Mickey Mouse, cookie cutter, and not, not just a player, just a team in general. Like the front office, the way we build anything around the team. Even the slogan that we'll get to in a, in a few minutes, everything is just so rated PG. And Russell Westbrook brings that kind of fire and, and aggressiveness and attitude that we don't have. And I personally believe we need that type of attitude in order for the magic to be respected. At the end of the day, before we even talk about championships, before we even talk about getting to second round, we need to get back to a point where we're respected in the league. And until something major happens, I don't see that happening. It's interesting you say that really quick because... You know, this this franchise is really safe, right? And then Westbrook is the opposite of that, right? He's boisterous. He talks trash. He's emotional. He's, you know, all of these things that the Magic have traditionally shied against. Um, so it's interesting that these rumors are even, you know, coming out. Uh, but we'll see. So we're, we're going to talk about more rumors in a few. But before we get to that, um, the Magic just recently released their brand new um, City Edition uniforms. First off, what do you guys think about it? And two, what was your uh, first reactions to finding out? I like it, man. I like it. I think uh, it's a it's a bringing respect a little bit to the old school Magic jerseys. Um, I kind of wish the only thing I would have changed on is the the, the name, the ORL. I kind of wish it was Orlando spelled out. That would have made it a ten out of ten for me. Um, but right now, I'm, I don't know. I like it. I just don't know if I like it better than last year's version. Um, I like the pinstripes. I like the, the color change with the white being the, the, the main color in the uniform. Like I said before, just if they would have been Orlando spelled out completely, that would have made it a 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah, I. Um, it's funny. Last year when the City Edition jersey came out, I hated it. And then I ended up really liking it. And now this year, um, I hate it too. I hate it more than the gray one. Um, I like the pinstripes. I feel like if they were going to go with a throwback, they should have, like Al said, used the whole Orlando. Um, I don't know. Not my favorite, but we'll see halfway through the season how my opinion changes. 
Well, see, I I get why they didn't spell out Orlando fully, right? Because it wasn't it wasn't like a throwback. Obviously, the color scheme is a lot different, but they were still trying to find a way to make it modern and fresh and brand new. You know, it, mm-hmm. in my opinion, there would have been no creativity if they would have just done a throwback and just turned it orange, right? Here, they at least made it different. So there there's there's certain things that are synopsis with the Orlando Magic, right? And that's the pinstripes, and that's the Orlando Magic font, right? The 90s font. And it's important that they included it. The only weird part is, yeah, they didn't spell out Orlando. They put O-R-L and a star. And everyone knows that the star is is A. So we have Orla on the front of our uniforms. <laughs> and it's 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 weird. But, you know, after a while, you know, I, I got used to it. I'm glad that they used the font. I'm glad that they used the pinstripes. And I'm a big, major fan of the orange color scheme. So I'm I'm huge on it. I like it a lot. Um white and orange i'm not crazy about the colors but i'm still glad that they went with those concepts yeah and, and don't forget too i'm sure they're gonna have a an alternate court to go with the uniform so i want to see what that court looks like and that may make the whole thing look nicer that's what made it for me last year when i saw um the gray jerseys live in person with the with a court that made it all kind of come to fruition for me so i think let's see what they have in store for the for the court and that may make it all look even nicer once it's all put together are they going to do a new court? Because they haven't announced it. I tried asking um, in a tweet, and I didn't get a response back from the Magic. So I really hope they do because I don't think the colors would look right. They would have to change. They would have to change the middle of the floor um, because the font wouldn't look the same because it's not ORL anymore. It's ORL star. So that that definitely <laughs> needs to be updated. <laughs> um, but. You know, I they, they have a thing going. I really hope that this isn't just a, a two-year stint with the color orange. I, I'm a big fan of it, and I hope that, um, you know, they continue to do it because I think that it's, a, it's now a big a big part of it. Everyone's kind of caught on to it. I think last year was more of a surprise. Hey, we're throwing orange in there, and I think now everyone's kind of buying into it. Now, in addition to releasing the new uniforms, we also um, release a new brand campaign. So previously, it was pure magic. Then we went from pure magic to magic above all, which I liked. Now it's hashtag magic together. What are you guys' thoughts on magic together? It sounds uh, Disney-ish. I don't know. I think um, we, we've we talked about this in the past, you know, how the magic are very, like, kid-friendly, um, you know, kind of family-tailored. And I feel like this, you know, slogan goes back to that um and i i don't like to criticize the slogan too much because i feel like there's nothing really that um they could call themselves or say that's going to make them feel more intense uh i just feel like magic together is um not my favorite i i actually even like pure magic more than magic together so we'll see it might grow on me too i don't know (laughs) Uh, like you guys said, it feels very vanilla, very just plain, very simple. I like this. I like what it stands for. I mean, it could have been a nice hashtag to use for the city of Orlando and, you know, the magic team as, as, a, as a whole. But to be your team hashtag, you know, on Twitter and all this kind of stuff, like you guys mentioned, pretty plain, pretty simple, um, pretty safe. Let, let's go that route. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. I mean, I. I the question would be, what would be a better one, what do you guys think? What would be a hashtag that would have made you guys happy to see the magic come up with? 
I, I don't know. I can't think of one myself right now, but um, on this particular one, just very plain, very simple, very safe. It is terrible. I hate it. I've been watching a lot of The Profit recently and Shark Tank and all these business shows and a lot of a lot of what they do, so especially on The Profit, is when they are arguing about a name title or a product and one person saying it works, the other person saying that does it, you know what they do? They go to a focus group. And then they ask these people, what do you like about this? What do you like about that? Do you like the way this sounds? I feel like they should have did that with Magic Together because I think that it is boring. I think that it's safe. I think that it is too Disney. And there's not anything magic about it. Like not even at least <laughs> at least pure magic was creative. None of this is creative. You you ask, you know, what what is something that we can do? How about something that has anything attached to I don't know, our our culture, a- anything. Like we created heart and hustle. Why isn't heart and hustle something to do with some type of hashtag? That's that's our thing. I think magic together is boring and it doesn't say anything about the team. It doesn't say anything about the city. Nothing about like I I get it. Magic together, we're all working together. Maybe it has something to do with COVID nineteen related. Maybe maybe that's what inspired it. Um, but I'm not a fan of it. I think that is super boring, and I think that we could have been way more creative. Like I would have loved to have been in the room where they were throwing out hashtag ideas and and brand campaign ideas, and everyone said magic together, and they all I like. I would like to see them all nod and agree that yeah, this is amazing. Why didn't I think about it? It's just. It, there's nothing about it that piques my interest as a fan. So Zero. give me one. If if Magic Together ain't it for you, what what would be? Heart and Hustle. Make that. Don't change it. Keep Heart and Hustle and make that your thing for the next five years. Hashtag Keep Pure Magic. Heart and hustle. Hashtag Heart and Hustle. Hashtag Pure Magic. I like Pure Magic. Magic above all was kind of like in between Magic Together and Pure Magic. That's kind of like in the middle for me. Um, pure Magic is probably my favorite one. But but something that makes them be creative. I feel like Magic Together. There's zero creativity to that. And I I to me in my opinion, doesn't what what about Magic Together brings the past and and the future and the present? Like what what does it connect? Does it connect I, to you? I think that it doesn't. But I I think that the Magic are focused on having the word Magic in their hashtag. Um, but for a lot of other teams, that's not the case. They just have phrases, right? I remember mm-hmm. the Celtics was like, see us rise or whatever, like, you know, stuff like that. Um, so I would like to see them, you know, try different things. But again, this franchise is very comfortable with just staying safe. Um, and I don't know if that's ownership, leadership or what it is. But I, I think that there has to be a serious conversation Um you know, in those in those meetings about taking this team in a different direction, because the direction that we've gone in is not working from a marketing standpoint as far as like engaging. Right. I, I don't hear that um, hashtag and want to watch a magic game. Would you wear a T-shirt that says hashtag magic together? No. <laughs> <laughs> Would you wear one that says magic above all? Uh I think I have one that says magic above all. Yeah. So I mean, I'll I, say I, yes. when magic together, I don't see it. I think that it, as you know, who knows what the players are thinking, but I think the players just kind of shrugged it off. Like, I, I just don't see it, it being anything to be excited about. Like one, one of my favorite ones is Orlando versus everybody. Obviously every city does that kind of deal, but a- anything to show that, mm-hmm. you know, we're not just a small market that we're, we're more than that. And I don't think magic together screams at, at all. I agree. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. 
well, hopefully this year goes by a lot faster, and that way they come up with something next year. <laughs> they need to change that quick. <laughs> but li- listen, we li- let's get into some some draft talk. All right. So just recently, there's been a lot of announcement of different players that we've brought in and got to see them. Well, we didn't get to see them, but the Magic front office got to see them work out. Right. So the Magic have brought in players like R.J. Hampton, uh, Devin Vassell, Cole Anthony, Kyra Lewis Jr., and Killian Hayes. What are you guys' thoughts on bringing these players in? And is there any player that you're starting to like a little bit more? I think that what that shows you is what we've been dying for as a fan base. They're working out guards. And all we're seeing in this rumors and, and, and these guys that they're bringing in is all guards. And that's exciting, man, because I think we're due for one. Again, for me, it's been two, three years where I've been saying just draft a young guy that can shoot, draft a young guy that can create. Uh, we got faults via trade that way, but in the draft, we'll be needing a young guy that we can develop. And I think what this tells me is we're definitely going in that direction. We're going to be getting a guard. Um, when looking at this list, Killian Hayes is a guy that kind of piques my attention a little bit. Um, RJ Hampton, obviously, Cole Anthony. I mean, all of them kind of sound like names that I would want to see in a Magic uniform. Um, I don't know. I can't pick one over the other just yet, but I can just say that anyone in that list I'll be happy with if we were to draft on Wednesday night. Yeah, it's hard to, you know, study enough tape on these guys and say, you know, this is going to be a perfect fit for the Magic if they do this or they draft this guy or they draft that guy. Um, I think, like Al said, you can identify spaces, you know, spaces that you're you're gapping in or 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 uh, lacking in, I should say, and then just try to fill based on those attributes. Um, and I think all of these guys provide that filler for us. Um, it'll be interesting to see what their role is on this team, especially if we get Westbrook in here, uh, because obviously, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if Westbrook comes in, Markel is going to have to move to that two spot, right? Because Westbrook is going to want want the ball. Um, so then what what space does that leave for, you know, whoever is being drafted? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I think these are all good names. I think all of these guys are scorers or can score um, and will fill, you know, a need for for the Magic. I like the the names that we brought in. I, I think that's a fun I, I I really hope that we do stay around the fifteenth pick. Um because it, it doesn't put so much pressure on the team <laughs> to really draft a player to, to knock the ball out of the park. Right. I, I think at fifteen it's right. a really solid area where they've invested the time to do scouting. Um they brought in really good players that I actually really, really like. And the fact that we see a name like Killian Hayes um really shows that you know, if the team does decide to move up, you know, they're they're not going to be giving a whole lot to be at that number one, number two, number three pick. Killian Hayes is is a French player from from the Lakeland area and is a player that can really help the team on the offensive side and in the guard position. Um, so I, I think it's exciting. Um, I like the players a lot and I'm still sticking with my guy, R.J. Hampton. Now, something else to keep an eye on is that both Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz are both eligible for an extension. And this is a a really big topic because The Athletic came out with an article um, kind of giving the the range of where a player like Jonathan Isaac, where where, where they would be at in terms of value or how much they, they should extend. And the writer wrote that he believes Jonathan Isaac would have garnered um, a, a max contract, a max contract extension. But due to injury, he's he kind of thinks that um, Jonathan Isaac will be around the four-year 94 mil. Is that amount too much for a player like Jonathan Isaac? 
should the magic extend them now and take advantage or should we kind of wait it out to see you know how how these players develop yeah um that's too much money i think um it's, you know we all have arguments and ideas about what ji is gonna be uh but the fact is we haven't seen it right we we saw a little flash of it in the bubble um and then he got injured again he's had he's been in the league for three years he's been injured all three years um at some point or another and because of of how often he's been injured i think that that should give the uh the team a little bit of pause um you know when when thinking about offering 90 plus million uh to a player without seeing him healthy for a full season yet um and because of that i think the magic should wait and um and see what he looks like upon his return i you know and and it's it's one of those things that's tricky because i I would say that based off what I've seen, he's probably worth that. Um, but locking up that much money when a guy's been injured the three years he's been in the league is is um, super risky, in my opinion. So I think one thing I'll say is about this front office that has been positive throughout is they don't just throw money away and give really bad contracts per se. Um, so the same will apply in this situation. I think J.I. understands, too, the fact that he has the potential he is a key member of our team, and if not, the face of the franchise. All the commercials, all the marketing we do is with J.I., so we believe in him. And I think that will help us not lowball him, but give him a contract that is fair because, again, he understands right. that he hasn't played enough. He, even though we know what he means to our team, to our franchise, he has unfortunately played enough. And I think a number that is fair is in the 75 maybe uh, yeah. $80 million range. And, yeah, four-year deal, if not the full five if, if he wants to go that route and then you bump it up a little more. Um, but you definitely got to sign J.I. I think the potential is there. Um, you don't want to go into next season and, and go to restriction free agency and you're not going to lose him. You can match any contract, but you definitely know that if he has a good season or, or he's fully healed, teams will offer him the max at that point. And then what do you do? Now you're, now you're capping yourself out at that situation if you play it out that way. Um, so in my opinion, you offer him four years, 75 to 80 million He's worth it, and again, I think he understands the situation that we're, that we're in right now. You know, I think you 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 bring up some really good points because you're you're right. This front office isn't known to kind of just throw money away. We're very very conservative. Um, we thought that we we're gonna overpay Nikola Vucevic, and in my opinion, we gave him a very very fair deal. We thought that we were gonna overpay we were gonna overpay Aaron Gordon, and we, in my opinion, gave him a really really good deal. And the trend of the Magic have always been especially if it's a three four year contract is that we decrease in how much we pay the players we'll give them more up front and then towards the end of their contract the contract amount is a lot lower we did the exact same thing with um jonathan simmons when we brought him on board um so i i think value wise that they'll they do a really good job in negotiations and i think that we will give jonathan isaac a a fair contract i i would pay him the four years 94 mil because i think that that's what his value is and i think that eventually once he's healthy you know he's he's a player that he's in a he's an elite defensive player and we're not just talking about elite for our team we're talking about for the whole entire nba and i think that you can't risk a player like that going elsewhere um but i i think that people shouldn't worry and i think that our front office is going to do a really good job at being able to negotiate a fair contract for jonathan isaac given the injuries that he's he's had to go through what about markel then so what do you do with markel fault so you sign him also this season or do you wait out another year and see how he does can you risk not giving him an extension 
Like, I, I get that we've gone above and beyond and made him feel comfortable, made him feel like, quote unquote, home. Um, we're very, very patient with him. And for him to kind of throw that away for just any team, um, I would think is it would be very difficult just on a, on a personal level. Um, but at the same time, you gave up nothing for him, essentially. And he has, you know, improved his stock and trade value. But do you risk like waiting too long and then him deciding to go elsewhere? If you ask me, I think it's, it's, you lock them both up right now. You do them both. I mean, they're, they're both young guys. What's Michael now? 22 years old. J.I. Yeah, is 22, 23. You're basically drafting rookies still. I mean, re-signing guys that could be rookies in the NBA still. So, I mean, you definitely do it. Um, Michael showed a lot of potential last season. They didn't miss a single game due to injury. The one game he missed was illness, uh, the flu or something that he had. Um so I really feel like this is a year for Markel to lock up and, and really show us what we, what he got. And think about the playoffs. He was shooting the ball with so much confidence. He wasn't thinking about it. He shot it so well. I think he made the first six three-point attempts that he, that he took in the bubble. So, I mean, that, but that when you see those flashes of Markel, along with the fact that he can drive and finish at the rim better than many NBA players today, you got to sign him now and say, you know what, at least we know we have J.I., we have Mobamba, we have Chuma and fall to kind of start this franchise going forward and then you plan from there but i think you definitely gotta sign him as well yeah i think you you signed markel and going back to you know talking about you know what he looked like in the bubble i think his struggle with shooting the ball is actually going to end up helping him um long term because how many times in the nba do you see guys just taking you know ridiculous contested three-point shots that they shouldn't take just because they know they could shoot the ball all the time. Mark, right? Markel struggling to shoot the three pointer makes it so that he doesn't look for the three as his first, um, his first option, right? He looks to drive or or um, kind of do that little fade, spin fadeaway move that he does in the paint as well. And I don't know. I think because of that, it'll it'll help him out. He won't always have to shoot the three, and so when he does shoot it, it will be most times open shots or shots that aren't, you know, heavily contested that he'll make. Um, I don't know, man. I saw improvement from Markel in his attitude, his composure, his leadership. Um, and because of those things, I think you give him an extension now. I think it's interesting because there there's so many different avenues that the front office could go. Uh, Josh Robbins just recently had an article where he asked, should the Orlando Magic blow up their roster and start another rebuild? And if you're thinking from that perspective, because this was a question that um, he had brought up with Jeff Weltman in an interview, and Jeff Weltman did not deny it. He did not say, no, I have confidence in my players, and we're definitely not going to do that. He was open to the idea. He specifically said, not verbatim, but he said around the lines of, you know, where we're going to listen to all offers, right? And in my opinion, this team does not need a full rebuild. You you have core young pieces, right? My issue with the team that we have is our our core players consist of players that were brought in from Rob Hannigan. Your Aaron Gordons, your Evan Fournier's, your Nikola Vucevic, DJ Augustine. And in my opinion, we've already tried that for so long. It's been a minute since we've had these players. We're now what, seven, eight years? And not necessarily combined fully, but they've been with us for specifically more than five years. And it hasn't worked. We've made it to the playoffs twice. First round knockouts. We we're able to surprise these teams with our length and and take away one game. But that's about it. Should the Magic do a full rebuild? Uh, no. I, I think, like you said, we have enough um, young pieces in our core that 
uh, should prevent us from doing that. I think Markel being there, I think the addition of Gary Clark and James Ennis is going to help us also compete. I think those guys, you know, they, they spent some time kind of um, seeing what their role was on this team. I think we saw potential from Gary Clark. His three-point shooting is great. His defensive effort is great. Same from James Ennis. Um, so I don't think that we need to start over. Um, I think we need to do a, a better job at assessing what we already have and building around it and using our, our strengths, you know, to kind of catapult us to the next level instead of, you know, getting guys that fit a certain prototype but don't necessarily fit the team. You talk about a full real build. It's really talking about Gordon, Vucevic, and Fournier, right? Like that that core guys that have been here for years now. And I think the more I see the offseason kind of play out, the more articles coming out, the more rumors coming out, it sure seems like AG is not here for long. And whether that's going to be this offseason or it's going to be the trade deadline, it seems like the Magic are moving on from him. That's number one. Then you talk about Fournier. Worst case scenario, he resigns, picks up his option, and he's back next season. I don't see him being here longer than that. So another guy that I can also see by the trade deadline being gone. So to your point, I think that whether we want it or not, it, it's being shown that the Magic want to move on from the core guys. And I think the fan base wants that too. We've seen this team play out long enough, and we've reached our, our potential. That's it. We're going to be a first-round team. As, if we keep things as they are, unless J.I. and Fultz just blossom to be stars in this league, that's it. That's what we got. So I think to answer your question, on even if we don't want to, it's going to happen. And the, the front office is going to make those changes which we've been wanting to see them do for years. Um, so I think the mo- that that happens now. Whether it's going to be Gordon and Fournier gone this week or or in the trade line, I'm not sure. But it's going to happen between now and let's call it March. I'm not sure when the deadline is going to be, um, but it is going to happen. I mean, you got you got Vooch thirty, Evan Fournier twenty seven, Aaron Gordon twenty five. Between the three players, you obviously have you can get the most in return for a player like Aaron Gordon. In my opinion, I think Nikola Vucevic, we should hold on to him and try to see what you get between Evan Fournier and, and Aaron Gordon. Um, I don't think that this team need, needs a full rebuild, as I said, because I, I think that we, you obviously don't want to move any of your core your core young guys. You have your Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac. You still don't know what you have in Chumo Kiki. And then you can also say the same thing about Mobamba. Um, but what can you add to the roster to kind of help their development and help kind of tailor make their game. You know, that those players are players that you kind of want to run the floor with, right? Can you can you do that with a combination of Nikola Vucic and Evan Fournier? We've wanted to see what a team looks like without the Euro Bros for so long <laughs> that we get excited when one of them aren't in the game or the the span that we didn't have Evan Fournier for a while everyone's going crazy because look at how we're playing the the pace is a lot better we're running a lot faster and it's it's kind of confusing you know we've we've tried that for so long we're ready to see something different I agree I think it's I think it's time I think I mean the young guys are here to stay I don't think there's any doubt there but the the core three I think those guys at some point in the next twelve months or eighteen months we're gonna see some major changes happen um, with those three guys. Yeah, and and Aaron Gordon has been in the rumor mill like crazy. He's been in every single trade um, talk, trade rumor in the last two weeks. So just recently, you know, Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer had said that the Orlando have had trade discussions for Aaron Gordon and that that the Magic are attempting to move up in the draft and packaging 
Aaron Gordon with the 15 pick. Um, what what are your, what are you guys thoughts on that? Is that is that something that you guys want to do? I mean, what what if we don't make a trade for Aaron Gordon and he stays on the roster? At at what point or what direction do you see the team going? I think with JI being out next season completely, I think that there is a there is a I mean, I'm 50-50. As a fan, I'll talk as a fan. I want him gone just because I want to see the Magic try something different. I don't want to see us roll out the same team out there next season. However, if I analyze this team and in the front office and the way we do things, I could also see us very well and very likely to come out next year and have Fuchs at the center, Gordon at the power forward, Fournier opts in, and now we have Fournier back at the shooting guard position, and now we're back to square one again. Pretty much the same team is back. In particular with Gordon, I think that the team is realizing we got to move on. We cannot have him and J.I. on the same roster. It's a matter of do we do it now and let Chuma really just kind of play a lot of minutes this season? Or do we do it at the deadline when now we know for sure, hey, we're either a good team or we are not going to make the playoffs and we can go young 100%. Um, so I'm 50-50. It could happen this week or it could happen at the deadline, but it's going to happen at some point. I don't see Aaron Gordon being here more than one year for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm a little more bullish on on AG. I think AG won't even be on this team by the time the season starts. Um and I, I think a lot of it is dependent on whether we find a scorer or not. You know what I mean? Because if we find a scorer, then AG's point production is kind of irrelevant if we he's no longer here. Um and we could supplement that with, like you said, a Chuma Okiki who, you know, based on what he did in college, should be able to contribute offensively. Um, from the start so I, I i think ag's time in orlando is uh running out yeah and and there's been there's been talks um also of teams showing interest in aaron gordon so just recently it was reported yeah. that milwaukee bucks have shown interest and then today there's been a report showing that the timberwolves were interested in aaron mm-hmm. gordon back in february and it shows as if you know that hasn't changed they've already gave up on going after drew holiday um is there anyone on the Timberwolves roster or the Bucks roster other than the obvious of you know not including Middleton and and Giannis that that stands out to is there is there players that you want from those rosters I think if we deal with the Bucks Chris Middleton would have to be um a part of that trade in my opinion um especially if we're going to move AG um but Minnesota is a little interesting. I, I was told on Twitter, and I would need to verify this, um, but I was told on Twitter that supposedly D'Angelo Russell doesn't want to be there. Um, I don't know how real that is or if it is true. But, you know, last year we were talking about a possibility of an AG D'Lo trade. Um, and if, if D'Angelo Russell's not happy in Minnesota for whatever reason, uh, possibly being that Carl Anthony Towns may be leaving Minnesota, um, then I think, and you know, an AG trade for D'Lo is something that the the Magic should explore. How long have we talked about D'Lo coming to Orlando? I know it's been a while, it's been a long time. <laughs> it was actually one of the first articles I ever wrote for the Zone BB was about D'Angelo Russell coming to Orlando. Uh, but I love D'Angelo Russell's offensive game, um, and we saw what he did with Brooklyn. You know what I mean? So. I'd be interested in in seeing him in uh, in orange and white <laughs> as the as the new magic colors. So I think if we make a move with any of those teams, it will be the Timberwolves for me, just because they have two guys that I'll be interested in that are young guys that I'll be 
looking forward to having in our team, and that would be Malik Beasley or Culver. If you got any of those young guys that, again, they, they can shoot the ball, they can play the two or the three, that's kind of the move that we got to make if we move AG. Obviously, if you can steal D'Angelo Russell, you, you make that move right away because it would fit our team. It makes sense. But more than likely, I would think the Wolves would want to trade some of the young assets and add Gordon to their team, not, not make their team worse. Um, so that's why I think either Beasley or Culver are the two guys that I would say would make sense for us. How they match the salaries, I'm not sure. They do have Evan Turner that they can probably add to the trade and we can just waive him or whatever. Um, but that's interesting. And then do they send the pick our way too? How, how would that work? So um, I think the Wolves just have a lot more that we can work with. The Bucks, I don't know. I'm not excited about any of the young guys that they have on their roster. Do you think, just based off of what I was saying, if we do deal with the Bucks, do you think it could be a possibility that Chris Middleton gets added on that trade? I don't. I, I doubt don't it. know. I don't. I don't think so. Just because right now the Bucks are in, are on thin ice with Giannis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giannis just recently did an interview where he said that um, he he couldn't commit to the Milwaukee long term. He had said that you know it, it, the NBA is a business and it really depends on what the front office decisions that they make. <laughs> And depending on, you know, whatever outcomes it comes, you know, we'll we'll go from there. And he's it's been known that him and Chris Middleton are are really, really tight. And, you know, you you move out a player like Chris Middleton, who knows how that would affect Giannis's opinion on the franchise. That's that's a big risk to take. I think that same thing. So I think that if you are the the Bucks, you're trying to make your team better. And by that, I mean, adding to your team and keeping Giannis happy. Mm -hmm. You don't do that if you trade someone like Middleton, unfortunately. So for the Magic, he would fit amazingly in our roster. It's, it's what we need. But again, another team that I wouldn't think they would want to make a move for AG and make their roster worse to acquire him. I mean, but the, the D'Lo point is is pretty interesting because he's he's right now, I, I don't know what his, his full contract length is, but I mean, he's making close to 30, 35 mil a year. Um, so if they have any indication that Carl Anthony Towns wants to be out, you know that I didn't even think about that as an option. I know that there has been talks, and and the kind of ongoing rumor is that um, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Lo, and um, Devin Booker want to play together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure how Devin Booker contract is looking, if that's even feasible in the next one, two, three years. But it's my understanding that he's still under contract for a little while, and Phoenix isn't going to give him up. They're playing crazy. Um, how they ended last season. So it's it's interesting because if if they feel as if Car Anthony Towns is out, yeah, it wouldn't make sense for them to try to get rid of D'Lo. And Magic is definitely a team that have shown interest before in the past, and we kind of have the assets right now to kind of pull that off. It's just they also have the number one pick. So right. who is it that you're going after? Because if you're if you're looking, if they're interested in Aaron Gordon, we want the number one pick. I would imagine that they would go after a player like Anthony Edwards. That would make the most sense. Um, but I would definitely want to make a deal with Minnesota. Now, obviously, we're we're going to be hearing a lot more happening, right? Um, between the NBA draft and the trade deadline, the score, or the the trade commencement, which will start tomorrow. Um, let's end this off with your predictions. What do you think the Magic are going to do? So I see them keeping the 15th pick. I don't see them trading up in the draft. Um, and I can see them drafting one of those cards. I can't pick one. And if I had to pick one, I would say it's Hayes, uh, Killian Hayes. 
if he's available. I think he's projected higher than that. But if he's available at that pick, I think we pick him. Um, so we'll pick a guard. Let me just say that. And then as far as a trade goes, I could see AG being gone this week. Um, especially if we decide to move up in the draft. He's the guy that we're going to package. I'm 100% sure of that. Um, so I'm going to say I'm, I'm torn between those two things. Do we keep the pick and trade AG or do we just move up in the draft by trading AG? I, I'm not sure there. But definitely some movement's going to happen between now and Wednesday. Um, but we'll definitely have a new guard <laughs> come Wednesday night for sure. Yeah, I agree. I even though even though he wasn't one of the guys that were was worked out by the magic. The magic I do still that. have Huh? The magic do that. Yes. I still have um my money on Tyrese Maxey. Something is telling me, you know, that Tyrese Maxey is gonna get drafted with that fifteenth pick. Um I really like him. And I don't know. I, I agree with Al. I think that there will be some movement. Um, and like I said earlier, I, I feel like AG is not going to be here come the start of the season. Um, I just want to see the magic at least begin to move in the right direction. Um, and that's prioritizing scoring over size. Uh, I'm taking a look at just just to have an idea of where the, the drafting um, selection is. And, you know, I really like. Killian Hayes, so do the Magic. They've obviously worked him out. But if the Magic are trying to trade in to the the five to ten range, I don't I don't see a team that the Magic would trade for to be in the position to draft Killian Hayes. You have mm-hmm. Cleveland at five, Atlanta at six, Detroit at seven, New York at eight, Washington nine, and then Phoenix at ten. None of those teams have shown interest in Aaron Gordon. Obviously, trades happen all the time where it's completely things that we didn't even think about or or expected. Um, but didn't the Suns didn't the Suns oh, you're right. have the Suns preliminary did. conversations? Yes, you're right. The yes. Suns did, and that was um, last year's NBA trade deadline where Kelly Oubre was was part of it. But I mean, maybe you know that you're you're right. The Phoenix could be a, a spot. Would they make that deal? Would make sense for them if they're not if they're not in love with a player at ten and they want to move back a few spots. And I still stand by what I said last week. I don't think this draft in the top 10 has any player that I can look at and say, wow, this guy is going to be a guaranteed superstar in the NBA. And because of that, I think the magic need to stay put at 15. Let me ask you guys this real quick. So I'm looking at NBA draft.net just to see their mock draft. And they have us with the latest mock draft drafting Devin Vassell. There you go. And it's the one and two right now. So mm-hmm. shooting guard six, seven can light it out from three point range. Can't play defense. If he's on the board, at 15, do you draft him instead of one of those cars that we talked about? A hundred percent. He's not, he's not, say, he's not going to be, he's not going to be available at 15 though. I'm but looking why, at mock why drafts right that? now. And he's in many of them. He's projected to go either lower or at 15 um, to the magic. <clears throat> so I don't know. I, I think that video that came out from him a few weeks ago, I don't know if you guys saw that with him, his new shooting form, which was kind of scary. Um, that kind of scares some teams off, maybe. But if that's a guy that's available, man, I wouldn't mind drafting that kid and saying, now you got false and Vassal as the guard to the future in Orlando with Okiki, J.I., and Bamba. Now you kind of rounded out your future starting lineup with this kid. Um, that's a guy that if you were to ask me, I would want to draft in Orlando if he's available at 15. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a guy that would fit with the team, right? In a perfect world, <clears throat> you don't make... Not necessarily a perfect world, but in the safe world where he is available, 
He's a player that you draft because you don't have to make any moves. He fits in the shooting guard position, so you would want him to replace a player like Evan Fournier in the future. He's a shooter, offensive first, then he is defense, and he kind of fits within um, the the dynamic range of the Orlando Magic. This guy is a six foot seven shooting guard, so he can play multiple positions. I'm not sure what his wingspan is, but I would bet any money <laughs> that it's it's acceptable in the world of of uh, Weltman. And he's he's a Florida guy. He played for Florida State. So exactly. I I would I would if he's available at fifteen and the Magic do not draft him, riots will happen. Okay, so I'll say, and I know you guys are like high on all these other players, but just wrapping it back to Tyrese Maxey real quick. The dude is a combo guard out of Kentucky, can shoot the three, and I got dogs in the background, obviously. Um. Can shoot the three, can finish in the lane, is super creative, you know, can play well on and off ball. I just feel like he fits a lot of gaps that we have. And I'm not saying I'd be upset, you know, if Killian Hayes gets picked up or Vassal gets picked up or Kyra Lewis. But I just feel like Tyrese Maxey can help this team from day one. You know what I mean? And he does. he's not just a guy that needs to rely on three-point shooting to, to contribute to the team. He can play everywhere. Um, and that's why he's my pick. But and you, but, by the way, he's also his NBA comparison is Lou Williams. So look at this. You can see my screen. The listeners cannot. But NBA.com just released the latest mock draft. Um, and Justin, just so you know, Tyrese Maxey to the Orlando Magic, number fifteen. Are you serious? Yeah. Let's go, baby. All right, but I'll I'll do you, <laughs> I'll do you one I'll do you one better. Right? Who was the one player that you wanted that you wanted the Magic to trade for last trade deadline? Kelly Oubre. Yeah, Kelly Oubre. Take a wild guess who Devin Vassell's NBA comparison is. Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll leave it at that, man. It, it's going to be an exciting week. So much is going to happen. We honestly could be looking at a brand new team, brand new roster, or we can be looking at the exact same roster with just an added rookie on the team. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. That's a wrap for us. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Be sure to visit our website, theozonepod.com. And remember to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.